Phil, welcome back. We're on episode five of our Ask a Negotiator podcast series. How are things? All very good. All very good. Fantastic. Well, this week, again, like I said in a previous episode, we've been inundated with questions. But the one I've picked out today was submitted by a practice support lawyer at a law firm based here in London. And the question is, what do you do when parties feel they have nothing to lose in a situation? Now, that's an interesting question, depending on which way you interpret it. So I wonder, is this about a party who feels they've lost everything already and therefore have nothing further to lose, so they're going to carry on what may? Um, Is it the party that feels so strong, so powerful and invincible that they are bound to win? So maybe quite aggressive, Mm -hmm. uh, forthright? strident or is it the party uh, that is parking any thought of loss because this is a matter of principle and they must fight it to the bitter end and perhaps our listeners could maybe think of some other permutations but the answer that springs to my mind whenever anyone mentions the magic word loss is find the loss Everyone has something to lose, even if they are blinded to it or choose to play it down. And when you found the loss, bring it to life and use it meaningfully for the other to persuade them that they do actually have something to lose and they need to change direction or at least moderate their current course. So... Find the loss. Phil, what is it about loss that is so powerful? Loss is something that goes back to our primeval origins because um, the risk of loss was really closely linked to the risk of death, which is why it sits in the emotional fight, flight, freeze part of a brain and it kicks in immediately with power whenever loss is suggested or perceived. The purpose being, why we have this sort of aversion to loss is because it serves a really good purpose. It was there to prevent death or extreme harm, whatever that harm may be. And we live in a modern world where the nature of harm has changed, but it's still there with us. And and there's been a whole range of scientific studies just to show how this aversion to loss can really influence our decision making. And um, I'm going to take an example just to hopefully demonstrate it from uh, Daniel Kahneman's book, Thinking Fast, Thinking Slow, in which he asks the readers to consider the toss of a coin. And I have a coin here, which I'm going to toss toss and I've just covered it with my hands so you cannot see Ben what it landed on and what I'm going to say to you is if when I remove my hand it shows tails you will give me a hundred pounds if it shows heads I'll give you 150 pounds now is this an attractive offer for you well, Phil, as you know, copper wire was invented by two Scotsmen fighting over a penny. And in, and, and in this scenario, I'm kind of thinking, well, 
you know, my, my Scottish genes are kicking in. I don't want to lose money. So that's kind of what's worrying me. Okay. What's- so this is Ben where I, I could say, as Clint Eastwood would, would <laughs> say is, do you feel lucky? <laughs> However, we won't go there. And, and actually, I'm going to I'm going to continue the pain by not showing what it is. I'm going to take a sneak look uh-huh. and I've covered it because I want the pain for you to continue. But the point about his little experiment here is, uh, is uh, although we can see and feel the positive value of gain, you, you know, there was a chance here you were going to gain yeah. 150 pounds. In this situation, there there is still that prospect of loss of a hundred pounds, and and when they've done this experiment countless times, the results show that most people don't like it, and as an offer, would sort of be a bit nervous, as you were, and probably say, mm, maybe not. And that's because Ben, the initial thinking about this was taking part in place in your subconscious which is the bit that's intrinsically linked to emotion where the fear of loss is just somehow more intense than the hope of gain and this is known as loss aversion and if anyone our listeners wants to test their tolerance to loss aversion then the 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 thing to ask yourself is what is the smallest gain you need to balance an equal chance of losing a hundred pounds? So using that example, you could lose a hundred pounds. How much would you have to have gained to where, risk, losing, to, to risk yeah. that? So would it be 150? Would it be 200? Would it be 250? Would it be more? And again, they've done this, um, sort of experiment with number of peoples and people's if you like tolerance to risk um does vary and it could be because people are used to taking risk it could be the nature of their job mm-hmm. my job as a hostage negotiator there's huge amounts of risk so in other words sometimes your tolerance to it increases but on average yeah. For for most people, even the, Scots, even Scottish people, Ben, the the sort of loss aversion ratio has been calculated to be between one point five to two point five. And really, to sum up, what the lesson here is is it it is good to point out to people what they'll gain. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if you really want to attract someone's attention. Telling them what they risk losing has sort of, on average, a pulling power twice as powerful. Which, when you go back to the question, what do you do when parties feel they have nothing to lose in a situation? As a negotiator, I know that they do. They're, neither, they're either ignoring it, they don't see it, or they haven't felt it. And my mission is to find the real loss for them and then shape it to what I want to achieve. Now, (laughs) at this point, you might have noticed I've been using some words like shape it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) influence, persuade, and for good measure, I'm going to throw in the word manipulate, um, which maybe has sort of a bad connotation to it. And And this is a point where there is a 
a second part to my answer about find the loss. And the second part is integrity. Because some of this, people might say, okay, mm, you know, this is this could be quite powerful. This is almost like magic, you know. Am I, sh- am I teaching you the Harry Potter book of spells? <laughs> yeah. And as in those movies, I can teach you the magic, but what are you going to do with it? And how are you going to use this knowledge about the power of loss? And in many ways, for this part of the podcast, that's not for me to say. That is for the listener to answer. What I can say is I used it to save life, even the lives of the hostage takers. What are you going to use it for? Well, it's a really interesting question, Phil. And, and, you know, you've mentioned throughout find the loss, Mm. find the loss. So how can people go about in their everyday life, in their their Mm. negotiations, um, how can they go about finding the loss in a situation? And... And a lot of this is when, when, I, when we teach these skills and coach people, I say, well, the best place to practice this stuff is in your everyday uh, home life, if you like, or out of work, because people get a bit nervous about trying it for the first time at work. And uh, I, actually, an example of this happened to me the other day. Uh, And it's an everyday example. Um, There are many TV programs now, game shows, um, morning breakfast news programs who advertise the offer to win a package of goodies that usually include a car, Mm -hmm. uh, luxury electronic items and and, and then a, a load of cash thrown in. And all you have to do is enter the draw for a minimal sum. And currently it seems to be about two pounds. And commonly, the pitch of the offer ends with the phrase, you have to be in it to win it. So it all sounds very positive. There's going to be this huge gain that they've built in for a small investment that anyone can afford. Uh, Have you entered any of these? No. (laughs) No. no. So you go, no. Is that... Is this your ethnic origin coming well, out? It's taking out the pound and still swithering. No, swithering. I... Well, actually, I am of the same sort of cast. <laughs> maybe I have Scottish well, genes. Maybe your granny's from Fife. But, I don't know. I tell you why this is particularly important to me is because in this particular, this was a news program that was doing this, and it was last month. the um, The car was a VW camper van. And, and and coincidentally, as a result of sort of COVID and lockdown, I'd been thinking about holidays and I'd actually, some friends had bought a camper van and I'd been to a camper van centre and sat in one and thought of it. And in a way, in my mind, I was thinking, hmm, could I possibly afford this? Would it be useful? Do I want to tour the UK? Is this something I want to invest in? And I was sort of halfway along that road, but it is quite expensive. And I saw this um, offer to enter this draw, something that I would never bother do for a number of reasons, which I'll come into in a minute. And yet I did find myself placing my two pounds in the hope of winning this camper van. I'll, I'll let you know the result. Sadly, no, I didn't get the call. But what was it that pulled me into it was it 
the gain that was pulling me towards accepting their offer to throw in my two pounds or something else at play um, pushing. And for me, when I thought about this afterwards and smiled to myself, I realised that the clue was in the phrase, you have to be in it to win it. Because what the subconscious message is, is you will lose if you don't enter. You have no chance, Phil, of ever getting that camper van unless you enter. And that, if I'm honest, is why I bet. Which is why thousands, if not millions of people, also accept the offer. The risk of loss seems to minimise or negate the conscious thinking part of our brain that might just point out that the statistical odds of winning is vastly against us, even if we accept these offers every week for the rest of our lifetime. So this is where I'm saying is, is if you, you said, think about loss and how can I practice this, you can find the loss anywhere. To practice it... What I would say is, is just think about your everyday situations where maybe you are attracted to some particular appeal and you take it up, especially if you think that you're going to gain something. And then ask yourself, so where's the loss? And if you can identify where the loss is, say to yourself, which in all honesty now feels more powerful? Was it the gain or the loss? And if you get good, once you get good at recognizing it in your everyday life, now start to look at it when other people tell you about what they gained every day in their life and then find the loss that might have meant, might have triggered them to go, ooh, maybe not. And once you've got that skill in your real negotiations, you will be much, much better when you come across parties who feel they've got nothing to lose because there is something to lose. You just have to find it for them. Find the loss. Find the loss. And I'm just going to throw in is how you use it is up to you. Integrity. Phil. Thank you very much. And apologies to any Scottish listeners out there. See you next week, Phil. All the best.